Yes. So <laughs> you catch me it. snacking. <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating? Yes, I'm eating like uh, gummy bears kind of thing. <laughs> Perfect. I want. Yes. <laughs> How are you, everyone? Hmm. Good, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> you? I'm fine. Yes. Uh, Eating gummy bears. You must be fine. <laughs> yes, I must be so fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh, there's I, no no chance of you returning to Berlin soon, then, Lucy. Well, I've just been last uh, until like uh, two days ago. Um, Kind of um, last minute to organize a little uh, rave. Ah, that's what I <laughs> like, saw. Mm, yeah, that was, was amazing. That? Uh, like, it was like, I don't know, first time in five months, it felt like, uh, yeah, an epiphany. Mm -hmm. So it's been like one of the most beautiful experiences in my artist life, to be honest. Oh, uh, wow. after, after so long, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was oh, we lost Joachim. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah, are. <laughs> are you having some issues, Joachim? Yeah, I'm having some issues. I hear everything twice. So I think I'm going to check out and then oh. come back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, so we kind of last minute. Uh, I'll be back, okay? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yep. Um, very last minute, I was like... Uh, the day before uh, the Acha rave, like I called uh, this very good friend of mine, Remy, who has a very cool bike, uh, very good sound system, actually, like plays on a massive bike. Um, and I was like, why don't we do something? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah, we can do an ambient set in a park and stuff. I was like, uh, no, I mean techno like a fucking rave you know like and uh, and we we made it it was amazing really it was the best idea ever like so spontaneous so i don't know out of any possible business dynamics interest and stuff it was just like pure very pure experience i gotta say yeah perfect it looked really nice and i like the monitors too what type of speakers were that were you uh, the, the, that is actually an italian company it's uh, loud and professional it's called and they are the really, Twitter. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really amazing. Very uh, directional, let's say. So let's say if you are, even if they are open air, you hear very good in this like kind of bell shape of an area. And outside is really like, whoop, you know what I mean? It's uh, ah, okay. really impressive. So very good to, to not be chased by the police, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, um, <laughs> Police chased, that, uh, chased us anyway twice. <laughs> so first we have to stop it in the park and then we moved it to this very, very spacious... Uh, uh, first the park was like down south Neukölln, kind of. Uh, we managed to play for like uh, four hours, I think. And then uh, I invited Dasha, Dasha Raj to, 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 to join time that she arrived. I saw her arriving with a big smile. She's like, I can't wait to play. And behind her, like five cops. And so I was like, that's a game over. <laughs> yeah. And so we moved the whole thing to, to a big loft in Wedding. Uh, that was spacious yeah. enough to be able to keep social distancing, kind of. Um, and uh, yeah, and we continue for another, yeah. Two or three hours, and there finally Dasha managed to play. We back to back. At some point, Adamix showed up. We started playing all together. It was very a lot of fun. And then the police came again. Yeah, 
that time much more righteous and less soft than the first time. So, yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, but it was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was really nice amazing. project to yeah. do, to at least do something. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, I don't know. Everything felt so easy going, you know what I mean? And it was good. Like somehow, like, you know, on a, in, in a way we like, we, we spoke about it in the last hangout, but I guess Jochem, it's like a, a constant theme like that. We, for now we kind of lost our job as well, our income completely because, uh, for years has been mainly based on gigging, you know what I mean? Like, wow. and uh, less and less on, on making music, you know, or in, in any forms or shape, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, th- I don't know. It felt so good to just be completely out of any kind of um, business-based dynamics that it was just like so spontaneous, like 24 hours before deciding, 24 hours later, the rave going. It reminded me of when I was like 18, to be honest. Yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the same. What it was like really, I don't know. It wasn't looking for... I, there's, a, there's a good friend of mine, like a Rose, Seth, that always says like, uh, you know maybe it's good not to think about it as a job, you know what I mean? Like at all. Huh. And um, sometimes it's refreshing. I don't fully agree, but sometimes it's refreshing, really. No, yeah. no, it's definitely a hard reset in, in yeah, a lot yeah. of different... In a yeah. very, uh, a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so I just got back from Berlin, actually, like, uh, I don't know, yeah. 24 hours ago. Um, now I'm here, yeah, Sicily. Then I guess I want to do that again soon. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. yeah. and uh, and you ha- smooth then with the uh, with the uh, virus and everything. Flying was so it. weird, to be honest. That's a good question because it was like the first time I flew since uh, the lockdown started in March. You know. And so at the beginning, I was like getting to the airport like three hours before. I don't know how the controls is going to be crazy and stuff. <laughs> like it was like super smooth and easy going, uh, which also surprised me because to be honest, like, I mean, they, they really smacked the entire economies down with crazy harsh rules. And then because the, con- the airlines are like too big to fail, they're like, yeah, well, that's fine. Like Ryanair can fly with completely packed flights, which makes absolutely no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the flight was packed. There was no space between people. There was no central. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was like, that's so contradictory. Like, is, is this fucking legal? Like, uh, and they're like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, yeah, sure. So like, weird. Like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. So w- why did you block? Uh, the entire economy like so many people are like are bankrupting and then like mm-hmm. Lufthansa Ryanair and big companies they just uh, yeah they just find their agreements and that's it like I know if I found it just absurd to be honest no. uh, the, how smooth it was and easy going so yeah uh, have, have you been flying since? Uh, no n- no flights no. at all no, no, <laughs> no. And I'm Not driving yet, no, to I, the. I have a no. thing in Dresden, but I'll drive. I'll try to drive more. Yeah, and go, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I actually also don't dare. Like, if I mm. if I have to go back home, it's like tw- more than twenty four hours. I don't know. Yeah, that's a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I want but to. I mean, but <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a very long haul. That's uh, if there's something in yeah. the plane, you will catch it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought. I thought it, and and also just to have that mask the whole time. I think I will have like anxiety attack or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it was also I don't know this rave. To be honest, was also some kind of. Uh, it's not just a reset in the business sense of things. It was also like this feeling of like. Uh, I don't know, just a very basic experience of a loud mm. system. You know what I mean? Like, of like the impact on your body. They was like, whoa, it felt like this. You know, that's, uh, th that was already everything to it. Like the whole like selection, the DJ playing, how good it is and not, that was like really secondary. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was really, first of all, like, really the, that uh, feeling of impact on, on your, on your skin. That was like, wow, that's why we love it. Basically that's yeah. why we love it. I yeah. agree. It's yeah. I've done a couple of um, streams uh, mm -hmm. for promoters, you know, as a replacement for, for parties that were canceled and stuff. And um, um, of course, everybody knows it's a, a surrogate or mm -hmm. um, a poor version of the, the real thing. Um, but that's the, that's really what what is missing, you know, the social uh, aspect and the physical impact. You know, it's uh, mm. it's uh, yeah. You, there's no way you can recreate that in any other form. It's the that's the physical presence and the the sound is is uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No, it's not the same. No. No. no, but to no. be honest with you, that, that, that's what I was thinking too. That it was like while I was playing, I realized how differently I was playing than all the streams I did from home. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I would have not done this mix in this way in my place. You know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, yeah. So, uh, people missing parties. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see in the comments people showing up. Um, yeah. missing the parties in the sound system. <laughs> Marcos, <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, the good news is, um, Albert, um, uh, I think already, you already mentioned it um, while I was gone. I kind of over, overheard it. But um, um, we are doing this gig on, uh, on Friday, which is um, mm -hmm. an audiovisual thing with uh, people from Loomis, uh, collective from Eindhoven who do light installations. And I can't fucking wait to to play in front of an audience, even though it's a very different thing from uh, like full on um, um, techno or loud music uh, mm -hmm. with dancing audience. It's it's not seated, but it's very spacious, and people can wander around the, the installation. But mm. uh, but still, there will be the energy of and the mm. interaction with with people, which I I really really missed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that uh, epi. <laughs> yeah, this are where is the it still nice to do. Sorry, Wh which part are you talking? Yeah, about? where is it? It's at Lofi. It's a new um, uh, location in Amsterdam. Cool. Nice. Oh, okay. It I thought really maybe nice. it was in the south, but no, no. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's uh, it holds yeah. a lot of people. I think twelve hundred. Um, this room and we'll do two concerts of like maximum 200 people each so they can w w walk around yeah and the guys yeah. have more space to set up their light set led system so it's uh yeah different way of doing the, the same thing i guess and more mm -hmm. a more abstract music which i'm also i'm also doing a lot more 
abstract music and ambient and like unfunctional music and i think that's very refreshing to to try to um, yeah. take the functionality out of all all the music that i was doing yeah nice <laughs> did you did you feel Albert you were really subject to being functional in the music you were making before? Like even subconsciously there was something that would tell you like you should do this in this way kind of thing when you were sitting down? Uh I guess so a little bit yes. Yeah, like a silent voice kind of thing. Yeah, but my, yeah. maybe I would do all the music that I would like to do but then if I would make an EP or together mm. with a label or by myself the order would also would always be from the most functional track and, and going to the least yeah. functional thing. Yeah. Which well, is, about, yeah, stupid. I wouldn't judge it so harshly. Not stupid, it's just the way yeah. it, it, uh, exactly. it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, every label has to sell their minimum amount, amount of copies to recoup. Yeah. You know, so, um, of course, you've got to think about how <laughs> the, uh, how they are assembled, how, how a 12-inch or an album is assembled. Yeah. It's got uh, to be something that is sell, it's going to sell the copies. I, I love when, when Jochem, which is half of Zeitgeber, together with me, says that. <laughs> it was like the most abstract <laughs> album we ever did. <laughs> but it was uh, that's a funny contradiction, you know what I mean? Like that... Um, it's like as a label owner, I, I, I know that, and at the same time, sometimes you, 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 you are not in the mindset to do those no, I'm thoughts. Sorry. You know, of course, of course. I'm saying I'm not saying it's yeah. always true. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that there is um, uh, some that goes that really does go some thought into it. Mm -hmm. You know, in, instead yeah, of totally. uh, just randomly uh, cutting and or, or releasing every, every little thing you you like uh, because. Because it's just it just turned out as a nice piece of music, yeah. Um, you know, you have to think about how to assemble your the releases. But um, yeah, for one one of the things that uh, that I did was the this, the store project to prevent that. You know, but uh, mm -hmm. in in most other cases, you have to think about that. Yeah. How about you, Nadia? How do you feel about? Do you also feel that kind of voice when you produce music when you make music? Um, actually, I, like, yeah, I, I mostly like, sorry, what, what did you say at the end? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think I said anything. No, I, yeah, you, I, I, I you said something. something. <laughs> 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 We're hearing voices. No, um, no, I was just saying oh, like, if, if, uh, yeah. if, uh, if in the end, uh, um, while you were producing, you were you had something like this present in your mind uh, before this COVID thing that you're like, uh, I have to make music uh. so that my fan base, uh, whatever, blah, 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 so that uh, promoters uh, to see what I'm doing in a way or another. I don't know, any kind of, let's say, yeah. uh, planning of that side of things. Do, do, you, do you think you have it when, when, you, when you make music? Um, actually, no, <laughs> I, I, I mostly, I always try every time. It's really funny because how I was in a music scene since the beginning, every time when I get pushed in a sort of direction, mm. I feel like a sort of obligation to do that. And then I step back again because I don't mm -hmm. like that feeling and that pressure. So every time when that happened, I started to do something else and people were like, huh? Who is Nadia yeah. actually? Because now she's doing techno, she's doing ambient <laughs> and whatever. But I'm like, I just want to do whatever I feel like and not like 
feel like I need to um, uh, really um, like it's hard, right? Because also you want to live from music in a way. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I I truly believe that if you follow your dreams and your feelings, and if 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 it's everything says like this is right, you should follow that. And um, so I never really had the feeling that I make music to. Yeah to be at a sort of sort of label and um so and and now i think i got still in the ambient flow i still go doing mm -hmm. that so um yeah. and it's it's actually for me a really great time in a way because everything is slowing down and it's matching actually really the vibe i was on so i felt a lot of people come towards the ambient and the chill out and however I do miss like a proper techno party or whatever, <laughs> just to let it out. And like, yeah. I'm like, oh. so yeah. Did you, did um, you bring, a, did you bring um, any, any gear to, uh, to Sydney? Um, so have you been able to do music there? Yeah, this is, that's quite funny actually, because um, the only thing I thought about when I, I thought like, okay, when I just move for a longer time somewhere, the only thing I need is actually my synths. So I just, as my luggage, I just got my synths and I just got to <laughs> pack a little bit of clothes. So when I arrived in Sydney, I couldn't find my bag and uh, like my, oh. my, uh, my oh. case. So I was oh. like, oh no, this is everything I have really. No way. And then... Yeah, so I was looking for an hour or so, and then they said, like, because it's, like, a different size, and I dropped it all the hallway, all my sins were there, and I was like, no, how can you do this? But I got it, and um, I think from the beginning, I was here. Was the equipment fine? I just made fine? so... Huh? Was the equipment fine? Yeah, it was fine, yeah, gladly, okay. yeah, because... There were also like a lot of old gear and I was a bit like worried because yeah, like mm. 24 hours somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so I made a lot of music, like a lot. And I finished my new album. So I think that's a good, good thing to look forward to. So yeah. It's going to be the COVID album era in a few months, I think. Right. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody is coming out with shit. It's like... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need to do something, right? It's like... Yeah, totally. Well, you need to yeah. do something. But at the same time, everybody I speak to somehow um, is doing things um, that they postponed for a long time because they were always too busy yeah. to, to do it. Mm -hmm. So this is the time to catch up on a lot of projects, a lot of ideas that you've always shelved or, or postponed. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I think most people I talk to True. are actually very productive. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's going to yeah. be a, an explosion of, uh, of releases and, and new music, which is, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think there's just less distraction right now because if you have like I find it pretty hard like combining DJing and live and then also making music and you want to do it all in a proper way and give the right attention I I just caught up can caught up with too much and like so this is actually a pretty good time to just like okay I'm just play around you know mm. so I don't know how how is that with with you Albert are you like are you now more improvising? Um, yeah, I guess there's even more rules out of the window than there were before. 
Although at moments there always was, but now that now um, um, now I have like twenty or twenty-five tracks that are the BPMs are all over the place and <laughs> and uh, and the compositions are also all over the place and it, it's um, a lot more going into texture of sound. So my my new thing yeah. is completely about texture. So nothing is really important anymore except the texture of something. Mm. Uh, and that's something, it's also nice that you can take the time to dive into these things. And also for me, doing music is very therapeutic. So if I feel yeah. a, a bit bad, so every, it's like, uh, yeah. So it's nice to work on music also as a, um, as a healing thing, which you probably, <laughs> uh, yeah, get. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Here's totally. a question from uh, our colleague and friend, Mr. Sven Wittekind. He says, I miss the club testing while uh, those uh, massive production. I think I think he means testing your, your um, productions in clubs. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't personally do that, to be honest, but do any of you? Me neither. You, when you're producing something and you take it out on the road to, to see how it sounds in the club? Never. Never, never, never. <laughs> okay. I have a friend well, with a big uh, sound must... system uh, showroom, so I could go there if I want and test it on a on a festival set if I like. Uh -huh. I, yeah. I don't do that on purpose. I did it recently, just also because I'm doing workshops, so the guys could hear their tracks on a on a really big PA. Yeah. Uh, just because he has it, but I won't. I wouldn't go there myself to listen to it. Mm. I never did that. I always I, like. I, 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 sorry. Go, Nadia. Oh, no. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I think we also have a little bit delay. Yeah, so. there's some delay. But, um, You're far away. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. Um, I think I, I always tested on like different kind of uh, sound systems. And as uh, in the beginning, when I started music, I always started to listen it in the car because it's the most crappy sound system ever. And mm. I thought like, okay, if it sounds a bit right here yeah. then it must be on other sound systems as well so i think yeah. actually yeah. a bit the other way around <laughs> yeah yeah i always think that the, there's just no club that sounds the same and um mm. you can kind of get the idea how it uh, relates to other tracks when you play your own production in a club but it still doesn't say a lot of a lot about it because um, you, uh, unle even though if you, even though you know the sound system in a certain club well because you <coughs> played there multiple times, it's still not a guarantee that uh, it's gonna sound good in any other club. So it's um, for me, uh, it, I'd, I'd rather judge it on um, like you said in a car or on headphones or speakers you know really well uh, to judge mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So. Somebody says says that the, your uh, volume is pretty like low, Jochen. Mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is softer. Uh, what about now? Is it the same? Uh, I maybe. I hear you pretty good, but I okay. maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll try to lean into the mic a little bit more then. <laughs> Hello. That's a big <laughs> <laughs> or we we can also we can all talk softer yeah. equalize <laughs> <laughs> all to the back now <laughs> yes um 
Does the club vibe be depend upon the? That's a good question. Can can someone highlight it? How does it work? Oops. Yes. No, uh, this one. <laughs> yes. Depend upon the people that are in that particular club. Hmm. Question from uh, Synchrotron. Um, I recognize um, him from the Discord server. Hmm. Hello. What's up? Hello. Synchrotron. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think it depends upon the people. Uh, I think it depends a lot about the actual physical space that's hugely important in a club setting. Uh, depends on the sound system tuning and calibration a lot as well. And then, uh, then a lot of the work of the promoters is to fill it with the right vibe that needs to be there let's say but let's say i always find that the physical space is hugely hugely important uh, in my opinion mm. i always like, have the feeling that the, the people do are a big part of the um, total vibe maybe sometimes a sound system can be not that great somewhere mm -hmm. but the vibe is still so um on yeah somehow, that it, it makes up for the um, for the uh, hmm. not perfect acoustics or, or the sound system to, to be honest albert i was talking more see, see if you understand what i mean i was more talking about not so much if the system was good or bad but if it's like i don't know tuned like very bassy or not you know or very like uh, i don't know if you hear how um, a, 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 con a normal concert band venue is tuned, it's really like about like this mid-high, very important range with like, uh, you know, made for guitars and voices, really. You know what I mean? And to me, when, I, when you happen to play in those kind of settings, for example, in some festivals, so there's like uh, 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 quick uh, uh, changeovers between like bands and DJs and stuff like this. I always find it like a complete vibe killer when I have mm -hmm. those kind of systems. You know what I mean? So you can have a shit system, but it can be like seven shit subs, but there are seven subs. You know what I mean? Like it will, it will already give a much better, I don't know, impact, at least for the stuff I like to play, let's say. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I always find it like, uh, Let's say that the people is like just like the final cherry. Like after, I mean, Joachim, you, you you had the Joachim, you had the experience of like uh, running a club for a little bit, no? Like how how was it uh, for you there? Like did you did you also feel like the people were really the last bit, or like uh, from the beginning they were like a super important part of the vibe? I I kind of touched upon that earlier when I talked mm. about the streams, but uh, to be honest, what I think what we do is um, it is very much a social experience, and um, I think the people and the people experiencing uh, something together is probably the the main thing why people go to clubs, and mm -hmm. of course yeah. the sound system and the <laughs> setting and the way it looks and the lights and everything is part of it as well, but. Um, uh, you know, like like we've seen now with all the all the, the streams with no people in clubs, uh, it's clearly <laughs> that is the thing that is missing. Um, <laughs> and and you can have a, a really nice 
or really amazing party to be honest with mm -hmm. uh, in in some field or in the woods with a crappy sound system and, and yeah. 100 uh, people that are really into it <laughs> um, so, so I think the social experience is probably the the most important factor in in um, in the vibe mm. or whatever vibe is is yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, if we talk about sound, some sound system can be vibey because they produce an intimate sound which reaches people in a very direct way and the, the sound can sort of sound. engulf you or can sort of uh, be all around you and still not too loud and not too quiet. Mm -hmm. You can talk to people or you you can sort of move around in, in the room and still have different experiences in the room depending on where you stand uh, mm -hmm. according to the PA or... Um, and so, so yes, sound can be vibey, uh, as as well as it can be very cold and very distant and and not reaching you. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I don't think uh, that is the main thing. I think the main thing mm -hmm. is still the the social experience. Mm. I think yeah. anyway. Did you have but experience running a club? Did me, Lucy, just say that. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, briefly, but um, uh, yeah, of course, of course, the the you you try to create uh, a space which is uh, which has all the elements to become something uh, mm -hmm. with a, a lot of vibe once people go in there. Um, but still, it's it's for the people, you know. It's uh, mm. that's the main thing you do it for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what was written there. Minimum of seven sub when booking Lucy. It would yes, be my new roster. Where is that? <laughs> it was in the comments. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it to my fucking tech writer. Yes. Yeah, minimum of seven. Seven sub. crappy subs. <laughs> and a lot of oh, crowd. Yeah. And a lot of crowd. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I do like good sound systems and oh I, yeah I, I we all know that I don't, I don't know who it said but uh, there is i think it was some some legendary old new york dj who said uh, maybe it was kevorkian but i'm not sure um said um imagine the ideal um club sound system um and if you ask yourself what do you need to have a good club sound system it's like imagine the uh, the best sound system and multiply it by two yeah. you know so yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. one thing you can never have enough of and it's no, really. speakers yeah. and subs and everything mm. but um, mm. yeah the more the more speakers are going to point at you the better it's going to mm. sound you know and mm. some people will mm -hmm. disagree with me but it's an old school way of thinking about it but uh, yeah I mean there are all these there, there are really really technically perfect um, sound systems but the ones that are uh, you, you can never tell in advance what sound system is going to going to sound good in what room totally. there's, there's a whole no. lot of uh, factors important mm -hmm. uh, acoustics tuning uh, yeah. the amount of people in the room there's so many things <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah i've listened to really crappy function one uh, setups in uh, like tiled rooms mm -hmm. it's really hard to dial in i guess if you're if you're not very Function familiar is with a very that. Very sensitive system. Yeah, it needs to definitely. Be, uh, yeah. If it's not well calibrated, it sounds mm. like shit. Function one. It's not yeah. that. There's mm. like I I know that there's so much myth about it that it's like I got a function one in my club. But that doesn't mean at all it's gonna sound good, man. Like, exactly. Uh, really, no. it's not. It's really no. not like that. Like, at all. Like I find on that level that uh, uh, what is it called? Come on, the one they have in uh, Munich at Blitz. Oh, uh, right. 
Yeah, the void, the, no. the the void. The, what, do you remember which void? What is it called? It has this super cool name, uh, like uh, yes. whatever, like a in, mega incub- killer incub- incubus. Yeah. Incubus, or something like <laughs> mega killer. <laughs> yeah, in- incubus is. Uh, I I find it a much easier system that is like uh, uh, much more often. I found it in clubs, and they almost all the time sounds amazing, differently mm-hmm. than a function one, to be honest. But a function one and when it's well calibrated, it's pretty like wow. wow but the, but the function one was mainly designed as an open, an uh, open air sound system. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, there's really not anything to say about it. You can have end, endless discussions about mm. uh, about these things, but uh, it's definitely true that sometimes uh, all the factors are falling into place and. And there is amazing sound in a certain room, and uh, mm. but it it doesn't really depend on uh, on brands or or anything. Yeah, anything. totally. Yeah. There's a question that says why were function ones so popular? Like, do you does anyone knows when do they get so popular? No, actually, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, I I don't even know about the story. I mean, I know that of course, like uh, the the fame of Bergen at some point made maybe the that's one the... really really huge as well. Uh, yeah. But this is what I can remember. I don't know before that, to be honest. Yeah. I also remember only that actually, and yeah. then everybody was like, <laughs> 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 yeah. But this, uh, Tony Andrews had a had a big um, history in doing also large festivals, also rock festivals. I think maybe already in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think he made name for himself before he started Function One. Yeah, uh-huh. it's Turbo Sound, Turbo Sound, and and Function One are the same people. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it? I had no idea. Me too. Yeah, Tony Andrews and John Newsham, um, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe people in the chat can. Um, uh, can expand on that or elaborate on that. But yes. that's, I believe they're the, the same designers for uh, uh, Function 1. and. Uh, yeah, uh, it's funny, the question uh, by store itself that says, think Bergen might yeah. have been a bigger impact than that. It's funny because I speak as a Berliner, store speaks as a Dutch. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> So I guess we have different perceptions because of the places where we saw it happening with Function 1, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just ah yeah. Johan, could you answer that about the what's the best sound system you remember in a club? Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about Berkheim. The thing is, with Berkheim, uh, you really need to um, to practice on in that room. Yeah, it's like I always say, it's like. Uh, People, some people give you hand over the you the keys for a Ferrari, and they say, you know, here you you drive, drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like once once you've um, uh, broken the car and 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 really master it, you can take the sharpest turns and make fucking you know crazy uh, movements with it. But um, that's not what happens if you play if if you drive it for the first time. You you might mm. fucking crash it. You know what I mean? So yeah. and that's that's true for most for it's a very very capable system it's a really mm. really capable system but um, um, I hear a lot of people overdo it in um, in that room mm. to be honest it sounds it sounds better if it's not if it's just under the limit <laughs> anyway but that's a uh, yeah I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. I think the sound system at IFZ is really great. It's um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also um, this ah, for, Klein Club in in for, um, yeah, that's in well. They have all the the bass bins on one um, mm. wall, and I think that idea of having the, all the bass. So you're using the wall itself as um, as a sub bass. Uh, mm like reflector or something I, mm -hmm. I really like that idea i think i don't know what sound system it is i don't know maybe it's also kirsch audio like they have in i've said yeah i have uh, said it sounds for, really for, great for, for the people that uh, don't know that it's an institute for zukunft yeah 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 great club so yeah and actually I find it quite true what someone uh, ekdoho is saying that it's like it's bad for jungle and softer beats because I remember thinking the same during the during the um, uh, what what was it the name of this kind of early underground dubstep nights in Bergen? What was the name that were run by Scuba? Um, yeah, uh, not a hard one. I can't remember. But anyway, for like uh, three or four years, there's been this uh, really cool party and stuff. But I remember going there, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this kind of. Uh, Burial-esque uh, thing um, sounds uh, much better in a yeah substance. There, yeah. there you go. Mm -hmm. Substance was the party, and uh, I was loving the party. One of the most amazing lineups I, I've seen. It's it was always at this uh, this one. But uh, I remember also that a lot of the people I was seeing there when it, I was happening to see them at Forward in London, it was really, that is, uh, sometimes like a place is really calibrated for a, somehow um, a way of playing or a style, I don't know, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Like playing techno on a dip, dip sound system. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, like, uh, like Im imagine, imagine to play really like modern, like high-paced techno on a mono wall of sound, you know, that is, calibrated for like Lee Perry shit, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're like <laughs> that would be a little bit muddy yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? We're talking about sound systems and only touching up on, uh, on, on club sound systems for techno, really. That's all we're talking yeah. about now. But there yeah, are so yeah, many yeah. other sound systems. Like, um, mm. I know you played maybe more, more than just you, but Luca, on the... Um, for uh, the sound system, yes, completely twice. different approach. Yes. Yeah, completely yeah. different approach to yeah. Um, totally sound. Yeah, you uh, no, none of you did that. Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay, because I remember I play. I have a long story with the 4D sound system. Meaning, like I played it the first time when it was still a prototype in Amsterdam before it got moved to yeah, Berlin. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then that sound system was. I think was moved to Berlin or like was sold to somewhere else and then in Berlin they built an exact copy. I don't remember what was the story. Uh, you should ask uh, Zach, DVS1, about it. He's uh, responsible for the Berlin one. Uh, so, um, um, but, and it's great because already when it was like nine years ago in Amsterdam, it was absolutely unbelievable. Like this kind of uh, spatial sense of sound. It, it just like, it is engineered in a way that is. Uh, not describable like uh, a normal, very sophisticated surround. You know what I mean? It's really another reality experience, to be honest. Like the feeling of like, 
trespassing quite precise uh, layers of sound when you walk. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, it's like yeah, really impressive, I gotta say. And uh, yeah, it took a long time, but uh, also the, the, the last time I played was just a few months ago. We did the uh, 10 years uh, anniversary party of Stroboscopic on the 4D sound system in Berlin. And that was unbelievable. Like 10 years later, the level of implementation, because you, a sound system like this needs also its own interface, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that you just play random stuff on that sound system. You create something with those yeah. tools that are made for that system. That's how you use the system, you know? So it's kind of a concept sound system. As Jochen says, I, like, this is also another example of, like... Um, yeah, different ways of thinking about like uh, what is a sound source, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I would ideas. love to do that. Yeah, you should. The definitely, 40. Nadia. It would be so cool. Like, all ah, the elements yeah. you can place everywhere, and get yeah. the, I think the vibe will be so different. Totally. Also, for the stuff like, you do, I'm sure you would have a, so much fun there, like for the kind of uh, shit you produce. So, yeah, it would yeah. definitely yeah. be up your street and also really definitely fitting, fitting your, your music for sure. Yeah, yeah fitting yeah, your music, so fitting cool. your profile. Yeah. So people yeah. who are listening from 4D, get Nadia over. <laughs> yeah, get Nadia book. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I but saw Ana there with Felix K, and it felt like the room was moving because of the yeah. sound. They could move yeah. the, the sound through the space, so it felt like the whole room was yeah. like moving through space. Were you in the Berlin nice. one or in the Amsterdam one? In, Mon- like in, the, in Berlin. In Monom, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 at Focus, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Felix K, one of my favorite producers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah amazing. Uh, how, how does it um, uh, affect the approach of uh, making the music for it? Uh, is, because you can't, you can't really uh, listen to the end result until you get there, right? Uh, I mean, you listen really piece by piece, to be honest. Like uh, the way I, because I know like so many artists approach it in many, many different ways. But like the last one I did, um, the the first one was pretty special because I took like um, uh, um, someone that was like practicing pranayama, like deep breathing. And I used like contact mics on different parts of the body and stuff like this. And the, the idea was like to, amplify her experience uh, there was like very inner one with like very soft breathing techniques and stuff and make it so that you could experience it in the whole room in different ways so you can do that and you can really do that uh, that's while, so awesome while the last time now when it when it was like this year for the stroboscopic artifacts uh, anniversary it was like uh, more on the like actual music production and the way you can approach it, Jochen, you can imagine it as a very visual sound experience. Meaning, yeah. like, uh, I was thinking, like, okay, I want this thing to start like spiraling up from the center of the room and starting going into a fun time at the end. And you can do it. You know what I mean? And sometimes the um, the, the movement can be so complex uh, that you need like two engineers from them to help you out to get into what you want. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not super obvious, let's say. Also, because you need to have a very, I don't know, four dimensional 3D mind, really, because it's like they, and almost a mathematical mind, like they think really in terms of like coordinates <laughs> and time. You know what I mean? So, 
It's like, uh, you know, you tell them, like, I would like to do the sound, of, like, to have this movement. And they're like, okay, so what do you think? We make this calculation because X and Y should be this so that it can turn at this speed. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's, it's a serious um, a, um, um, engineering job. You know what I mean? Like... I get so happy when I hear this because I think like sometimes like a lot of sound systems in clubs, it's for me so limited. Like yeah. it's like I there there I need more like mm. uh, more experience. Mm-mm. So uh, I think and even like the technical part of like really placing the sounds, I think that's such a cool job. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> must be really nice. Yeah, 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 it is. But what? How is it like? Do they? Is it like if you work in Ableton, you can just like work on that workflow or is it a special uh, program no it is still based on ableton so okay. they, they, they chose ableton as kind of a main structural interface and then i guess it's a lot of max msp devices to be yeah. honest that they use plus they built like uh, I think they kind of modified Ableton quite a bit. They made it like in a very custom set way uh, that uh, uh, because it's once again, it's extremely complicated. Like uh, there are like an insane amount of different channels and uh, like uh-huh. it's uh, like you, you got to spend quite a few days there just to start to orientate yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. then you can start getting your ideas straight. But I think the most, co- the, the coolest way to approach it is to go like, uh, fresh, not having done anything before and working on the system, really. Like, if you have the time to do that, that's so much fun. Like, yeah. That's cool. Oh, there yeah. was, I think there was like, oh, I saw, I just checked his comments, but I think also Max Cooper did it, right? That he had yeah, like Max a sort Cooper, of, he did it right? quite a few times too. Like, I yeah, think that he, was pretty one cool. Of the, one of the aficionados of the, for this system, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Jochem or or any of you did you ever do any special like kind of uh, because someone was mentioning like uh, this Ruben Hulsebosch uh, was uh, uh, was uh, was mentioning the the craft craftwork 3D um, concert I've never seen this nor have ever done something like that any of you um, didn't see this show no. I, I, no. I did. I did see Kraftwerk a few times, but uh, mm. not the 3D show. No. Yeah. Did you? No, 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 no. I was asking because I'm curious. Like, uh, actually, Ruben, if you're still listening, tell us something about it because I'm curious what even what 3D means. You know what I mean? Like in terms of a concert. You know, like is it just a visual side of things or is it the sound thing? I I never touched it to be honest these three because they are not the only act that did this i think also i think it was massive attack only, uh, i think it was well, only the visuals that were 3d ah, okay. it wasn't yeah. The sound. yeah 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 uh, robert henke did have a set that he yeah. played which was around mm. in basic like only four or five points uh, and yeah. he could yeah. just root that with his standard um sound card and i think that's also already an interesting idea that you just um, yeah. yeah, it's just one step up from stereo. That's cool. Yeah. That's really yeah, I cool. Did, I did a bunch yeah. of uh, 5.1 shows. Um, mm. And um, You did 5.1 show? Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. a DVD about 10 years ago, which was 5.1 only, um, oh. called uh, Umfeld. And it was just before the time when <laughs> 5.1 uh, became a little bit more um, uh, common in, in doors. So... Uh-huh. Um, 
by the time I finished, there were all these tools that I could have used uh, producing it, but <laughs> I, had to make, I had to kind of hack them together myself at the time. But uh, yeah. the problem then was um, um, much unlike the 4D sound system, which is set up for people to walk around in and uh, it has a very yeah. unique experience wherever you stand. But um, I did it in mostly uh, concert halls or even galleries where people were seated, Or but it was always a problem to get... Uh, as yeah. many people uh, as possible in the sweet spot because that's where you have to deal with. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there is really only one sweet spot. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and uh, with the 4D sound system, there are multiple places where you can kind of have a, a, a very profound experience. But with 5.1, which is basically four channel plus a, a bass channel, so in in effect, mm. it, oh sorry, it's five channels plus a bass channel. Um, so in effect, it is is almost the same as quadraphonic. It's not really a, <laughs> a, a format that is designed for public spaces. It's more for consumer yeah. electronics yeah. Uh, to experience. So like kind of home cinema thing. Like. Yeah, exactly. And the center channel is then usually only for speech or for you know to give a slightly mm -hmm. um, extra dimension in in the stereo mm -hmm. field. But um, I would say 5.1 and quadraphonic sound is is more or less the same in a big space. Yeah. Um, and um, I've also done a few shows in the recombinant media labs in San Francisco, which when it was still existing, and that had a, if I remind, if I remember well, a sixteen point uh, eight point two sound systems or point, point thirty two trend. Yeah, the point thirty two at the end was for the thirty two transducers in the floor, which started to vibrate very violently Whoa. on everything under 20 hertz or something i don't know or Jesus. anything it was yeah. very it was the most uh pronounced uh multi-channel audio system ever. <laughs> the room room was completely treated and only held about maybe 100 people maybe even less wow. uh, the system was set up by uh a dutch guy edwin van der heide um, ah. Was a very he was well a teacher known, of mine. Yeah, yeah, he's a very well-known uh, um, artist in, in Holland who does laser shows and um, sonic, uh -huh. uh, sonic installations and stuff. Uh, but he set up the sound system in that room and it was absolutely phenomenal. And also the yeah. visuals, they had um, surround visuals, which was basically uh, one screen surrounding, surrounding you, so it, it uh, was uninterrupted. And everything was tuned so pristine, you know, no crazy edges or tilted things. It was absolutely rock solid and straight. And um, anyway, that was a very um, um, intense experience uh, because that that's it was it was loud and still very pronounced. And the spatiality in that room is just absolutely insane. That's so cool. Away. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was. Uh, oh, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, mm. I think it's one of the most well-tuned rooms I've ever uh, <laughs> I've ever been. I've ever yeah. heard music in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Also, the Alex said saying that the Crafter 3D was only visual thing. Yeah. 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 Ah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but I don't know. There is still like a part to me that uh, is very fascinated by kind of I've, like that, that there was always also my own doubt when I was invited to work on 4D it was like something that I really wanted to do like to exp experiment it but 
at the same time, I always, I've always been fascinated not to use too much cutting edge technology mm. and still make something wow. Like it's like a, it's a little bit like a, when I have that experience listening to another artist. I don't know. I remember like Outtaker live in Bergheim has been one of the craziest shit I've seen in my life, um, and it was like they simply turned the whole place pitch dark. Like, I couldn't see my friends, like, 20 centimeters away, you know? Mm. We're speaking about times where no social distancing was required. (laughs) 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 But it was absolutely mental to be so sensorily deprived that just the the normal, normal, I mean, I'll take her, sound uh, banging on the speakers for like a good one and a half hour was just like i don't know it was uh, really like taking the strongest uh, um lsd of your life like really it's, was it uh, did you say it was Otegre, right yeah, no. Otegre. yeah yeah i saw the same it was so yeah. amazing yeah it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, so. Sometimes it's really like you know that when you feel like that, you're like you know that was one very simple idea, like darkness that everyone yeah. in the club scene can relate. It's so mm-hmm. simple. It simply turn everything off, like uh, you know what yeah. I mean. And uh, and so the, the experience is like beyond. You know what I mean. Sometimes I I yeah. really like those. Uh, very simple intuitions, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, which I think somehow, I, I don't know why, but I always have the feeling that it's like something that uh, rarely comes from newer generations of artists. And it's something that is, that it was like kind of common knowledge for like more old school people that did their story mm. in the early 90s. I don't know why is that, but I always found this you know what i mean which is also somehow what one of the reasons i always uh respected so much uh, Jochem's work you know what i mean that it's like this kind of uh i don't even know if uh, you are aware of it Jochem and company you know what i mean like, what are you talking about it's like this kind of uh, um uh how, how can i express it like a basic uh, primary um, expression of ideas, you know what I mean? That is like so immediate, so somehow obvious when it's really not, you know what I mean? It's like when you hear, coming back at Outtaker example, when you hear Amber, you know, it's the kind of album that is like one, of yeah. course, it's endless. I think it's one of the, the, of the pieces of music I listen more often in my whole life. Like, and, but it's so, it's quite easy going when you listen. Like the the tunes are really chromatic. The bits are fairly simple. You know what I mean? It's just like something that is so magical that you're like, I could have done this, and actually not because that's like. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, th- this is the kind of uh, immediacy I'm trying to speak about, Jochem, and it's mm. something that I think has. I'm thinking about it now because these are really reset times for our scene. You know what I mean? Where pretty much the business has been completely decapitated. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit uh, uh, th- this kind of thoughts. Like, is there a way maybe to 
go to a, that kind of place of, um, I don't want to call it purity because I don't want it sound like kind of romantic of a better past, but I'm just saying like maybe there has been so much going on in terms of like business efforts in the last like 10, 15 years for people to really having to push themselves so hard through promotion agencies and BC and stuff like this, that, that it's like, there is like a big chunk of this, like primary basic idea that I was missing a lot. You know what I mean? And that you know? I was finding when I was like looking back at like, um, what, what, what was done, um, yeah, way earlier, at least in our scene, you know? I think people uh, the idolize... Thing is what oh, sorry, sorry, Nadia, oh, go, go, go. Yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nadia, I'm sorry, but it's because you have a little delay that it yeah, sounds yeah. like right? the, the, the three boys in this chat try to always catch you down, but it's actually just the delay, trust me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Um, I always I see it a bit like as like creating a track, right? Because if you put so much in it, like so much energy, it's like overruling everything. And I think mm -hmm. that's what's happening the last years. We try to put so much stuff in everything and like because we want to overrule everything and then it becomes just too much, you know? And I think now we get to see again like hey oh, shit, we went way too far, you know? If mm -hmm. we do a couple of step backs, a back, then there, the quality will, will show again. And I think it, it was just, too, for my feeling, it was just so much. It was just so much going on. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I just think it's, in a way, it's it's like a good time for that to reflect a bit, like, what, mm. what, what, was, what is it about, you know? Mm. yeah i mean the music is is uh all it is is an expression right so if yeah. you have a very clearly articulate expression of an idea um it's going to stand the test of time or the um it's going to it's going to come across a lot clearer than when you overcomplicate things and put uh too many ideas into one piece Mm -hmm. um, so you know, I always stick to just one thing. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's all it is. And and yeah. at the same time, Lucy, when you touched upon um, that earlier times, nineties and stuff, it's I think that that time is completely idolized by people at the moment um, mm -hmm. because at the time it was all new and nobody had any fucking clue what they were doing, and mm -hmm. uh, because there was so little of it. Uh, everything you did, every record you made or released uh, was something completely unlike anything else anybody had <laughs> ever heard. So, yeah. you know, in that sense, um, people were just um, you know, making use of uh, this newfound uh, way of expressing themselves and a culture came along with it, you know, the dance culture, early 90s, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. But... Um, um, right now, it's it's totally uh, idolized. It's yeah. it was just people fucking around in their bedrooms in uh, small studios, and that's it. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things were were simpler, you know. The uh, the, the the set of of um, ex uh, equipment was uh, was very basic and very simple. Um, and I think um, that's something I actually still try to do. Um, just keep things simple 
you know? Yeah, it's uh, so good. <laughs> and, and, and just focus on, on the idea rather than uh, trying to imagine what else is possible, just uh, go with the moment and, uh, and try to capture it. That's, that's all, yeah. it, all it is. Yeah, which is exactly what I what I feel like is a big contradiction about, like uh, for example, Eurorack systems, like modular systems. You well, know, like that's, that's uh, on what I, I agree. You, that that is one of the things you can get completely yeah. lost in. Yeah. But you can also just restrict yourself. This has been exactly. something that has come up in in this talk many many times. Yeah. Um, you know, that's exactly technical what I'm... possibilities, limitless, less, and and yeah. uh, and and trying to limit yourself to um, uh, to uh, just a very focused um, palette of, of um, instruments to uh, to make sure you don't get lost in the zillions of possibilities yeah, yeah and you probably <laughs> with all the gear you have there it's like here <laughs> yeah that you can get lost in all that stuff but well, it's I so mean, good to uh, just take one thing and like well, you've mm. you've been here. You know, it's it's uh, uh -huh. that's not the way uh, it goes here. You know, it's it's always uh, you grab a, a couple of pieces and and make a very simple system, and therefore have very much control over uh, what you're doing. Um, wow. And it's very direct from, uh, uh, yeah, the mood of the of the people who are in the studio to um, the translation into a piece of work. But um, there's never really any endless uh, manual reading or testing things uh, going on here it's just grab a piece of gear and connect it make a make it part of the chain and go yeah. right so good yeah because nadia to be honest when you said like we don't load those gears every time i worked intensively with Joachim, the deal is always the same we pick up like some machines we put uh -huh. them on the table and in the end, you stick to those. It's not that we, yeah. like, to be honest, like, I remember sessions of, like, 12, 13 hours with Jochen, with just, like, an ARP, uh, maybe uh, SH-101, like, and one or two drum machines. Stop. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. 13 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and still going for, like, you know, uh, new ideas and stuff. So it's... Uh, yeah, that, that sense of uh, discipline, let's say. It's almost yeah. like a discipline, really. It is. Like, uh, yeah. yeah but I noticed forget, that. Uh, don't forget, these, these, uh, all these instruments have uh, such a massive range. Uh, yeah, uh, totally. Uh, <laughs> even with effects, you know? You, you can yeah. just put an effect and it sounds different. Like, mm. it's already... Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. I, I noticed nice that to now, get this, too. Um, no, you you speak, please. <laughs> Go. Uh, I think Go it's nice it. to get all this technique also out of the way in in a in in a way. At, especially these times, it's nice mm -hmm. to uh, even while you're making electronic music to take the the most of the technique out that you can possibly can. So it's more pure about the uh, vibe or feeling that you're having or mm -hmm. something oh, yeah. that you're trying to bring across. And I think yeah. it doesn't really matter what your, um, yeah, what type of gear you use to uh, do that. It's um, and I, I'm I'm really interested in that in that idea to narrow it down even further. I also have the idea that, for example, some bands they are produced more electronic than electronic music. 
-hmm. Like the, the 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 way you produce a band is is takes a lot more electronics than you could do, and you could do electronic music like on um, on Fruity Loops on your laptop on on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's 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 the same as with how uh, I I must say uh, Albert and and, and I uh, were in um, working together in the Willem Twee Studios uh, two weeks ago, uh, which is. Um, a place in in the south of Holland and uh, they have two rooms there one is with uh, all testing equipment um, and the other room is uh, with uh, a bunch of uh, classic synths um, one of which is the mighty ARP 2500 um, <laughs> but uh, both Albert and me you know don't really know that studio Albert has worked there before and knows some of it but not all um, mm. um but it's it is like working in a place that you don't know your way around in uh, so you don't have well you have a clue how it's supposed to work but there is really yeah. no uh no knowledge uh, <laughs> at all uh, so so no, especially the, the measuring equipment this 50s um 50s and 60s room yeah, exactly. Mm. And so, so basically, you work with a very, very. You almost work with your hands tied behind your back, um, and um, uh, in in a way that's that makes you try harder or or go with the things you are able to do, and then just um, make the best out of it. And 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 so that limitation can be very uh, productive. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I so. I so can imagine that because when I when I just came here, I really thought like because I needed to find my spot again how to make music. So I just put like all my gear on the table, and I just started to play sort of live again. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, I'm so actually I'm so sick of using my gear now. So I just take like a MIDI keyboard and I just dive in all the plugins I had and just will. I never really dive into it anymore. And I was so limited, and I just was working on the kitchen table here. And I was like, oh, what a relief, actually, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just, like, so narrow into sound designing, and, like, uh, can be really, work really good. Let's get mm -hmm. dirty, Nadia. What, what did you, uh, what were the plugins that you, uh, that you, uh, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I'm I, I'm a big fan of Omnisphere because it's such a soundscape-y plugin. And the sound is so good and you can really fine-tune it in your way. And um, I also, I just saw, like, the Iris 2 from Isotope and you can, uh, like, put your sample in it. You can, I'm, I'm field recording a lot here, actually, because there are so many nice sounds and stuff. Mm. Um, and you can just layer in that plugin. You can layer that sound with four different sounds, and then I don't know if any of you ever used Photoshop, but it's really visual. And you can just click on little fragments in that audio, and then layer it on four with four different sounds, and it becomes like a whole new soundscape. And I was just <laughs> diving into that, and I was like. Oh, this is awesome! That cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a granular yeah. granular synth or something? No, I I don't know. I have to look that up. I think not actually, mm. but um, mm. I will share it with you. It's uh, it's yeah, it's really cool actually. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, sounds like something in between a wave table and a granular synth, like. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. I think I think it was a it was. 
uh, like a sort of little mix because you could tweak so much too mm -hmm. and also in the waveforms so yeah yes cool yeah yeah really awesome I yeah like granular but it's, synth a lot what mm -hmm. I like this granular synthesis a, lo a lot. I like that idea, and I'd like yeah. to try different plugins that have that technique. Yeah, I'm also recording a lot of acoustic instruments, like in them balls as well. I recorded um, Nina actually that you had on the um, on a different hangout on on a piano that we prepared to together. So we did this like modern classical preparing of the piano, and then recording the separate notes and recording chords. <laughs> and I'm using all that material in, in a granular synth. Yeah. And it's a very vibrant and dynamic material. It's very nice. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Cool. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, wow. So yeah. what, did, what, uh, what sounds are you uh, picking up there, which you didn't pick up in um, Holland? Oh, here, well... Nature, or do you, are you going to nature? Or is it mechanical well, sounds? What is it? Actually, uh, the first time when I, I was here, because I work with Ableton quite like uh, close, and I came here and I, I had a sort of, um, I wanted to do a sort of a lesson, and it was because everybody was in lockdown and we had to stay at home, and I thought like, wow, it's actually a really nice lesson to just uh, capture all the sound from your room, because we are so distracted the whole time, but what do you hear really in your room, you know, like mm. every sound you actually can use, which you can, which you hear. So first I was like recording all the sounds in my room. So it's not actually so different than Holland, but what I'm, and then I just told the students, like, I oh, just make a track out of all, just only audio files yeah. um, and just warp it and whatever, what you want to do with it. Um, and then, well, actually, the most amazing sounds I hear are the bird sounds. It's just the, it's just so nice. It's just like I'm like living on a little island, and I hear, I just stand up and I hear like those crazy bird sounds. It's so awesome. It's very spatial yeah. too. I like that with bird sounds. It gives a yeah. big sense of space. Also, in actually, if you layer it with your music, I guess it g gives a lot of depth to the um, the material. Yeah. Have you tried and slowing, also, have you tried slowing down bird sounds? Some of some of them are are insanely complex. Yeah, some really. of them are really complex. You know, really, yeah. um, like crazy sequences or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I actually tried that actually. I actually made it yeah. very reverby. You know, like I really um, like the spacious sounds and. Uh, the Jurassic Park style. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny. I say that the whole time here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels a bit here like that, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. What are you using the most now, uh, Jochem? Uh, here in the studio? Yeah. Um, well, um, it's something different every week, to be honest now, because um, oh. we do this, uh, these streamings every Sunday, um, which are basically live uh, uh, improvisations. Um, Albert has, uh, has been here for one and um, basically all the guests uh, arrive uh, with uh, some pieces of gear they're familiar with and yeah. some, some, are, some people prepare something, some just leave it up to the moment. 
and then I built um, a setup around their setup to complement it in in a way. That's cool. And uh, so it can be anything, but usually there are. Um, yeah, just machines that are very easily controllable, like the the classic ones, like the 909, 101. Mm -hmm. um, what else do I use? Um, yeah, Octatrack, uh, Mixer, some pedals, um, just stuff that you can can control very easily and improvise with uh, mm -hmm. on the fly. And um, um, but yeah, still still very small controllable setups. Um, yeah. And How yeah. long are this session going for? Um, I think the shortest ones are probably uh, two hours, and the longer the longer ones are three to four hours. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been amazing, to be honest. I mean, the, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a really nice experience to make music like this with uh, with people um, every week. It's, it's it, I learn a lot from it, and it's um, it's a very um, rewarding thing because it, it's really like. Nobody knows what's going to happen, and we meet here in the afternoon. Um, uh, just install the gear, make a setup, and then just noodle around for a little bit. Then we go for some food, and we come back. We press start, and that's it. So there's nothing. Yeah. That's so cool. No rehearsals. Streamed live. Yeah, yeah, it's live. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, and so far, it hasn't gone wrong. <laughs> there, there have been moments where where it's um, you know less interesting than than you would want but there are some really amazing moments as well which which is what i love about uh, playing live it, it needs to be dangerous in some way you have to hear that okay. people are actually trying to come up mm. with something and rescue a situation or you know that's um that's the rewarding thing about it i would love to be in rotterdam right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh my gosh yeah it's been cool i mean yeah. uh, um, yeah, and the the cool thing is everybody approaches it in a, in, in a different way. So um, everybody arrives with a certain idea, and uh, uh, and then once we start playing together, most of the preparations that they would have done are left or go out of the window in a, <laughs> partly because um, yeah, some for some reason new things always come up and and. Um, 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 it's. Uh, I never have the feeling uh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, but it is. It is risky. But I like that about about this project. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you also press it on vinyl then, or is it just only the stream? Um, well, not not these sessions. But um, I don't know. There there is so much material now. Maybe I'll, uh -huh. I'll archive some of it because there there have been some some things that are uh, pretty unique and and uh, unexpected. So yeah. yeah, maybe maybe we'll do um, um, something with it in down the line. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, was yeah. how was it with your your last last uh, Sunday? I saw you actually got this. Um, uh, 101 um, that Beringer made recently. I'm really yeah, curious how that one sounds. Jeroen used that. Yeah, I checked it out. It sounds pretty much like the. It sounds kind of true to the original, if mm. if that's what people want from it. But it's it's a nice synth, you know. It's the same. Uh, it's the very same immediacy. Yeah, it's just 101 is a 101, and you know, uh -huh. it's very immediate. Yeah. You know, it takes. Uh, uh, almost nothing to to learn it, and and it's incredibly versatile. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they did it, but it's still one of my favorite synths ever. 
Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he had it. I had a the original 101 in my setup. You can see it right there yeah. behind me, the, the red, red one. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with working with Irun was absolutely amazing. He's such a uh, master in coming up with um, lines from his sins all the time. It's just go, it's just bang, 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 bang. You know, new things happening all the time. And um, the synergy was really good as well. We went through all kinds of dynamics um, and um, uh, ended up playing for three hours, which is great. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to. I catch haven't up. seen the whole thing yet. Okay. Not me neither. Yeah. Yeah, Jeroen is great. I mean, he's he's uh, so used to playing live, and and his whole work work ethic is is uh, is like that since since the beginning. He basically records all his music um, live. So wow. Uh, so he's yeah. a very he's a master of um, improvising. Yeah, he never yeah. edits afterwards. No, it's uh, what at least what what he told me about it is that he just uh, creates something, and when it's uh, when it's good, it's uh, it's finished after yeah. after the recording. That's and so when, funny. It's, when it's not good, it's he ditches it, and that's it. You know, it's only one criterion: does it does it stick or not? Yeah. And, um, yeah. No, no endless editing or no um, um, touching it up or trying to rescue things because. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, <laughs> rats do yeah. things. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, we 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 had um, uh, Tony Surgeon on last last week, and he he told me or told everybody that uh, that's one of his main processes: just record something very quickly, very quick and dirty, and then try to touch it up and rescue it afterwards, <laughs> and try to make something uh, to to kind of uh, enhance it or whatever. Uh, that's also. A, um, a way to do it, I guess. Yeah. So the, you know, it, basically all the all these the people who are um, explaining their process. Um, a lot of the times, it's um, it's there's less magic behind it than you think. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. It's like committing something quickly and uh, and just go with it or, yeah. or ditch it. Well, I even like that there's sometimes a fall in it or something, you know, that you hear like, oh, this oh, yeah. this went wrong. But it's so, you will keep that in your head always like, oh, yeah, that fall, it's actually a really good part. You know? mm. <laughs> I also like the idea of breaking th things. I also saw you do that, Jochem, in, in oh. Dambos, where you come in and you give something like it feedbacks, but and you, then you turn it back until it, do, doesn't do that but just just uh it, yeah it's just a fraction mm. um of it not doing that and i like the idea of breaking things first and then turning it back so it's it it's almost breaking but it doesn't and that gives a nice friction to everything and i always had a different approach where i would turn something up like um, i would go from the other way so it's nice to go over like break all the borders and then come back instead of just moving up towards um, breaking something. I think I what, you, what, what you had heard me doing was not really trying to break it, but just to find uh, the limits of something. Um, if, if, if you encounter a new piece of gear, um, it's my first reaction is see how far I can push it, you know, and see see where I what I can make it do uh, before it really trips out or or becomes um, out of control, or gets out mm -hmm. of control. And um, 
So you know, as soon as you know where that limit is or where that that uh, that border is, um, you can choose to go over it or to keep it just under or to not use it at all. But at least you know where it is, and you, you kind of get the uh, impression about the range of the instrument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's a nice idea, I think, to not be too timid, just to find that border straight away, and then yeah, just um, wank it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because yeah, the stuff doesn't break that easily. It's nice to like hear feedback and speakers and find do, speakers do. I blew up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I share speakers in my life, but uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Let's see how are people. We we again this week totally ignoring the people in the comments. Sorry, yeah, people. Uh, hey, you are still here. Can you? Oh, we can scroll back. That's good. <laughs> um, right. Let's see if there's uh, anybody uh, asking any interesting things. Maybe we can just ask if somebody have questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start over. It's okay, because yeah. it's hard. Anybody? To, uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick them out now because it's going. It's going yeah. quite fast. Yeah. Um, it has to be interesting. Yes, I agree. Feedback is not a limit. <laughs> it's where it starts to be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I. I, I think that a good uh, 30, 40 percent of my whole like uh, sound database in my studio, it's recordings of feedback. <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I also worked yeah. a lot with doing uh, MIDI to sound and then sound back to MIDI in the same sort of patch or roots. It's a uh -huh. sort of a machine. Interesting. It's very simple. Mm. And but it like can it's like never ending like it's like self generative kind of no uh yeah so it's just, yeah. yeah so you can sit back and um i have a lot of like large recordings of that i really enjoy hmm. trying to do that type of thing or also in, in ableton it's pretty easy to route something to the um, uh, sense and returns and then use and then route those signals to each other yeah. And sometimes that's very nice material that you get too, I think. Yeah. In uh -huh. Ableton though, it's uh, or in any digital environment, it's uh, the trying to find that border is is more dangerous because there's no saturation going on and, uh, unless you introduce it in the chain, but uh, it's either all or nothing. And um, <laughs> on analog gear, I find it more controllable or you get more uh, room to uh, around this this particular line where it gets out of control. Yeah. Um, well, for sure, because like in the digital realm, that uh, often becomes a very uh, plain digital distortion. You know what I mean? Like and. Yeah, but it also happens quicker. It's, it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. One, there is one, uh, less of a be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is less of a. It's an exponential. Let's say instead of being a linear growth, <laughs> you know. Mm. Like, um, but yeah, let's talk about this. Um, let's make a track to have a clear in advance. Just do you have a clear advance, a clear idea in advance when you make something, or is it based on something, a feeling hmm. of the moment? Uh, Nadia, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
actually I never have an idea because everything what I do is coming from my emotions and um, but what I do experience is when I don't do anything like if I don't experience something in, in life it's for me harder to create music because mm. actually all the music I make are it's a sort of diary and mm. like what we just talked about about the one takes I often work like that as well. I don't really ch- change or tweak a lot. I just think, oh, this is it. This is what I wanted to tell. Yeah. And um, and sometimes I only like in the technical way, if I with arrangement or uh, like the mix down, I just tweak a bit, but not a lot. Um, but mostly, I just go where my emotions are leading me. But I mostly start with a, with a, a, a like a synth or like a background. Mm-hmm. feeling and then the drums maybe come later or not uh, yeah 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 when i when we work together i noticed you are the, you are one of the most intuitive uh, producers i know it's like it's all coming really naturally and i have no idea where it comes from but you completely zone out when you touch a, when you're on, on a synth <laughs> or on a machine it's like you. It's like if you disappear, you know. You go with it for like half an hour, and you, you don't, yeah. you don't look around, you don't talk. It's just all, all very much direct uh, from your uh, intuition in, into uh, into the end result. There's no thinking behind it. It seems to come no. very naturally. Yeah. I think it's just like what I always say, and it's really funny because I, w- I was watching lately Hans Zimmer, uh, like uh, his masterclass, and he was telling actually about the same thing I, I experienced myself, is that I'm, it's my main language. I do, like mm. even talking in words, it's not, it's not covering what I feel. So mm. like music and, and it's like a conversation I have and it feels so natural. It's, yeah. 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 Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Did did yeah. you did, are you watching that masterclass? Yeah, I'm still not. Yeah. I didn't finish it yet, but it's uh-huh. really interesting. It's really it? also yeah. the the basics of like what music is probably about. Of course, you have different aspects. You can also be very technical or whatever, uh-huh. but mainly it's a it's a real conversation you have. You know, it's like you have a question and mostly you have a sort of answer mm. um it always makes a sort of sense even mm. sometimes it doesn't sound like it makes sense mm. but um yeah how is that with you guys are you having an idea or do you just also just go intuitive <laughs> hans if you're reading this this is what uh, sander is uh, putting <laughs> in the on the- hey hans come on the naturalist dude hey, hans. you're invited <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk to him actually. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got a Hans. monster ass studio. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some pictures. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> it's like a. Uh, I think the living room is quite impressive, and it's like made out of synths. Pretty I much. I don't know much about him. I, of course, I, I, he's the famous Hollywood. Uh, um, scoring guy um but he what one thing i've I've seen a few bits and bobs from him talking about it and he always talks about the story which i think he's mm. completely right about you know yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean the music yeah. music making music mm. is is basically telling a story yeah yeah, um, yeah i honestly like for example <laughs> i don't know if like if i have um I don't like sit down with an idea of what I want to do, but surely I always 
having like a list of frame concept, let's say once again, a Starting point. smaller field ah. where I have to move. I'm like, okay, I'm going to move in this box and I just want to stay in this box. I can mm. do everything I want, but in this box, you know what I mean? Like, and that is very productive for me. If I don't have the box, it's too random. You know, mm. uh, is that box yeah. is that box sound or apps, a feeling or a visual? It's, or? Uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. I think it's something in between those. It's really hard to put it in words, to be honest. Like I like so, sometimes uh, there's like this uh, uh, Carl Gustav Jung. It's like a really amazing psychotherapist from the early uh, 20th century which, uh, like, describe it very well. He talks about, like, archetypes, you know, that I can relate so much in music about those. It's, like, archetypical ideas that are, like, something in between uh, an idea of a sound, uh, idea of the instruments you want to use, uh, an idea of the structure, an idea of, like, the, the bigger frame you want to put that track in and stuff, like, you know. Like, I, I don't know how it's really um, um, almost like originary level of ideas, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the, the most precious thing to me. Like, uh, the rest, it feels like I can be good at feeling that, but that is still feeling something that is more precious than the filler. You know what I mean? Like, and so, uh, it's you a said, you set yourself a frame. That's basically what you do. Yes, exactly. And wow. that's uh, a bit, you know, before we were. When we were talking about that, maybe this describes a bit better when you were asking me, Jochen, like, what is that I mean when I hear, like, I don't know, F early albums uh, of Outtaker and stuff, like Amber and stuff. Like, it, it's just that, that that is so clear, that frame still. Like, you know what I mean? Then it's a uh, field, but the frame is so clear, so. Uh, I don't know, so present, you know, that is really a guidance even for the listener. You know what I mean? Focus it's like, mean. Uh, yeah, focus. Yes. Mm. Something like, I, I, you can call it focus. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, uh, Albert? Because I have the feeling you also are using experiments as a starting point and be kind of scientific about it and then. Uh, yeah, for, for these the, this yeah. random things. But. I, I think usually um, what Lucy was just saying, I have the same feeling, mm-hmm. but it also comes together and I should d- sit down to do music. And it's uh, sometimes a few weeks I don't do anything. And then a few weeks I'm really, I have this uh, bubble of just, uh, it's like I have to <laughs> poo, you know. That's <laughs> 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 music. I love it. Yes. Um, yeah, and that is together with a sort of vibe. And then I try to go, for me, it, my music is not really a story. It's just like a physical or abstract place. So I'm not, I'm not, um, it's also not um, traveling. It's just a set, uh, one abstract s- space or place where I would like to be. And it's also therapeutic in a way. So I'm trying to create an abstract space where I would like to be. Mm. Yeah. And mm. yeah. And it's and it's very the the rest is very intuitive. So I know that I should sit down to do music, and then I have the feeling of each new step. But I don't have the whole plan laid out. I just know the next yeah. step until it, I have the feeling it's the last step. Yeah, yeah. we we we're, we're approaching the the area where um, 
language or or spoken or words that you can speak are yeah. breaking down and it's all emotion yeah. or uh, imagination uh, because that's indeed what what takes over at some point during the process yeah. um, you can explain yourself to you can explain what you're doing to death uh, but uh, yeah. at some point it becomes something that you um, that you no longer can put in words but uh, becomes yeah. uh, a message altogether but um, unexplainable in in language but more in um, abstract things yeah or, and uh, it, feelings or emotions yeah. mm-hmm. Joachim, you make me think about like uh, so, like that for example if i'm alone you know keeping the clear let's say wordable frame it's easier but mm-hmm. every time for example we sat down together me and you Joachim, to work on the psychiatry stuff it's completely different because it's like it gets to the place where we really don't speak before, after, during. It's like <laughs> the only thing we speak is like, what pizza do you want? That's yeah. like, like, but for the rest, no, true, it's like, true. And, and it's, like it does, it's only this like very vague, but yeah, exactly. pretty precise emotional mm. space. In the end, it's still a very precise one, even if you can't word it. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, yeah, and I it's agree. still very precise, you know? Mm. Like, mm. Yeah, that's funny. It's a really, really strange area, and it's it's yeah. an area I'm, I feel very comfortable in, to be honest. But um, um, yeah, like uh, like you said, um, the the words don't even really describe <laughs> the yeah. the thing you want to convey, but it just kind of vaguely points in the, in a direction, and then yeah. uh, both people from who are working together from intuition understand where it's going because you say it in the context of what's already going on. So uh, yeah. if you yeah. name a certain, uh, if you use a certain word or a certain uh, description of what you are thinking, what should happen next or where you should take it, it comes uh, it comes across as very logical. But if you would be there as a bystander listening to this conversation, mm. it would be absolutely uh, gibberish, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works so good to, together. Yeah, to be honest, if you think about it, it's a little bit of um, a signature of the musical world in general. Because even when you speak about, I don't know, very academic, like classical music to very trained people, things goes very quick, things can go very quickly into a completely abstract uh, realm you know like like it's like like i don't know but philosophy brought to an such an extreme level that it's in between philosophy and pure mathematic that is like yeah this makes sense but it's still like you're speaking about like seven intelligible symbols one after another you know what i mean like uh, that's uh, uh i i think it's really something that puts it together and somehow that is what maybe it's not so much about like underground and mainstream what's cool and what's not but it's what like keep this straight or not you know what i mean like or let's say sell it for the sake of simplicity you know what i mean sell it for Mm -hmm. uh, let's say pack it up so that it's uh, i don't know how can i explain it it's like interesting music for me is music that makes me feel feelings like but that are let's say it's like discovering experiencing something you know what i mean less interesting music is when 
that it's a typical thing of mainstream pop music. It's like, uh, it's almost like the, the, the music wants to tell you, like, I explain you what sadness sounds like instead of making me feel yeah. sadness, you know what I mean? Or joy. Like, it's like a... a yeah, it's a bit, maybe a bit more superficial. Yeah, it's or like a little literal, bit of too a... Literal. For, for, yeah. Too literal, too forceful, let's say. Too yeah. like... Yeah. A, Sadness yeah. must sound like this. Even to me, when we speak about Hans Zimmer, you know what I mean? Of course, it's like a crazy good job, but it's still very pre-packed emotional systems. You know what I mean? In my opinion. It like, has to uh, communicate but with I the think also, people. Yeah, exactly. That's I, the task. I think it's also really... Yeah, has, yeah, right. That's what I wanted to say. That I think that it's so based on the general emotions you know what you can have and i think they have to work also in this sort of frame how that how that how the most of the people will feel it mm-hmm. and um, because i also heard like a lot of people with classical music or something like um and then the music maybe i make or whatever it's like mm-hmm. oh but this is for me really easy mm-hmm. well if i listen to classic that's what i feel the most so it's maybe a even a layer deeper yeah um so it's yeah. i think it's it variates so much between people how how much they feel and what they feel mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i think what all the people are doing music like we do have in common is that we we uh almost deliberately half explain what we are doing in mm. when we re- release something and leave up um, a lot of room for the imagination of the listener. Yeah, um, it can be interpreted in many ways. It's like you give, you plant yeah. a little seed in people's brain with what you have made, mm. and then the the rest of the story is made up in the in the mind of the people who experience it. Yeah, I think you know there's it's that's a lot less less literal than what Lucy just said about. Um, Music which has a, a very uh, singular story, which has yeah. a very uh, defined uh, yeah. purpose or story. Um, there is yeah, yeah. There's room for imagination. You can you can still kind of zone out on it or dream away yeah. by it by listening to it. But um, I think with the kind of music we are doing, which is sort of more abstract and um, less. Um, dominating the yeah. the direction i guess and it's hard to put into words again yeah you know, but mm. <laughs> yeah uh, but it, it's funny it's the, i i think uh, there's like an example that is not strictly about music that can make it super clear this feeling and it's something that i remember this uh, uh, very um important talk once i had about artworks with uh Ignazio, my brother, that is the person that uh, always took care of the label artworks. And at some point, I remember, like, I was about to finish an album, and my idea of it was so clear, you know? I had the whole, I don't know, the whole thing. I was like, I got it. This has to be the architecture, and this is the idea behind it, and the message I want to send, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, when I approached uh, uh, him as the artwork uh, person, uh, I was like, yeah, so it has to express this and this and that. And he like uh, come out with this like image that to like at the beginning, I had nothing to do with what I was speaking about immediately. And I was like, why it is? And, and he was like, because you have to live like 
the room, if you are too little, too narrative about things, you are restricting so much the power of your music as well. You know what I mean? Like uh, the endlessness of it. Um, it's like, uh, I don't know, once again, trying to explain you how you should feel listening to my music instead of letting you feel it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh -huh. It's usually bad art that does that. I think. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. yeah. And I also yeah. don't like this academic, um, if they're, if, um, ac academics or classically, usually classically trained um, musicians have, um, have this approach and it gets dry really fast and I think it's very unsexy usually. Yeah. Uh, unsexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it gets so dry so fast and it's so analytical that it's, it's even hard for them to do original music because it's so they're so analytical mm. and they they are so trained mm. yeah yeah but i mean that it, it yeah. i get what you're saying but it it can be an exercise to to move in that domain to move around in that domain it's uh, it's more of an intellectual exercise than uh, yeah, that's an expression it. expression of of, uh, <laughs> of feeling, you know. Sorry, Joachim, can you highlight that sentence? What's that? Some <laughs> some EDM put your hands in the air. Music is so emotional; it makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't find it now. <laughs> it's somewhere in the chat. Never okay. mind. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's uh, see if there are any other questions. Interesting. It's going so fast. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to check if it will be uh, light again here. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Sunrise. Yay. Wow. <laughs> Nadia will really appreciate your efforts here. <laughs> like, exactly. you woke up. Yeah, that's what I wanted early. to hear. Yes. Yeah, must be really uh, um, strange for you to um, to get up in uh, almost the middle of the night. Or <laughs> yeah. It feels yeah, so. a bit like uh, music life again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, Why did you actually move to. Uh, Australia, like it, it's funny. I, 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 ah, there you go. Yes. Love, love. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that, that's the best reason. Yeah, that's the best answer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's it's really it's really good so far. So mm. I'm really really happy. But um, mm. what I said before to Jochum, I really miss a bit my music bubble in Europe. So, but I think yeah. it's changed. It changed anyway. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so with all the stuff that is uh, starting to happen here now, what uh, Luca just talked about, and and uh, Albert and me playing um, tomorrow, is there anything in um, in Sydney coming back to life, or is it still pretty much all well? Down? To be really honest, like it is already quite hard here the scene because mm. th like they cut a lot of the hours, so the clubs couldn't go open for a longer time and. Yeah, also remember like the, the there has been a whole war about this for a while, yes. then, and then COVID came. Yeah. It was like the last, uh, like yeah, it was. It's like slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like mm. the promoters are a bit 
um, how you say that they are really careful like mm -hmm. in how the way they they book people and also um, because of the money of course and now i mm -hmm. think it's even a more bigger hit for them so mm -hmm. i think it will take a while until things will start up here again but um mm -hmm. yeah so for my feeling the situation doesn't really look that good no but i mean yeah. like maybe small things in galleries or seated concerts and stuff like that yeah 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 there's like even i think melbourne music week is coming mm. um maybe we're trying to do something there if if possible but but and now it's, it's in lockdown yeah. so yeah <laughs> but is, yeah. is it theoretically still happening i am not sure yeah. i think like here in sydney i think things are opening up again but it's the same in holland you need to sit down and i think you yeah. you can't really uh dance or something so yeah. yeah but also also for what i know also in netherlands they 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 are really not very sure when things will mm. yeah true. no the next time uh, the next time when they will reconsider what's going to happen is um the first of september or the end of august so oh it then, takes a while yeah until then nothing is gonna change uh -huh. I'm afraid it's but, sad <laughs> yeah but yeah so it's um but i do like the opportunity to um to do the um sort of seated things now right mm -hmm. now it's a yeah it's a, it's a nice change you know yeah, yeah for me too yes more so ambient do <laughs> what are we gonna huh? do albert <laughs> We haven't. Uh, we don't have any time together to practice, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be all right. Yeah, I think it's like the set we did in Rotterdam. It's nice to improvise, and um, and I guess it's nice to keep it abstract. It's only an hour, though. Oh. Yeah. I think you'll really notice, for example, if you tweak a filter on a sound and you see the changes in the light, it feels like you're, you're controlling the lights too, mm. <laughs> and doing these simple things will be a nice thing to try out, I think. It's nice. It's sort of you're tweaking the audio and the lights together. Mm. And that's a nice feeling. Yeah, you've, you've done it before, right? Yeah, we did a, uh, a big project here. Yeah. And I'd like to do more with them. Also, maybe in combination with video. So then it would be video and sort of ambi-light. Like the room would also light up together with the um, live video that's projected. So technically, it's basically you you put your setup uh, on on the stage. You build uh, um, a little system that you can improvise with, and then all the different channels in the audio get split and run separately to the lighting system. So they all have different um, signals uh, they can use. Um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah. So it's it. I, I I really like that. I mean, the the good thing is though that it's still a performance system for the people who are running the lights because only audio reaction is a bit um, it's like big VU meters <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah no but it, yeah. It, it sort of works like that in, a, in, in I think the point we're trying to make well, with the project is also yes technically but um, yeah in the end both both the musician and the the light performer will sort of act together um, in, in, in an improvised um, setting mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's cool. I think um, there's a lot of um, improvement that still can be done in that field in, in clubbing, where like visu visual artists and the light artists are all in their separate 
little islands. And it's weird that, for example, like Lucy said, Artekra wanted the spaces to be black when, 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 when they are playing. I think it's really hard when I did, for example, video show somewhere and I was asking the light guys, yeah, so we built this and I really like the lights to be blue this evening because it's the whole style of the video, so it makes sense. Can yeah. we please do just a stroboscope and smoke and more of a blue theme in the lighting? Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard to do that. I had that, <laughs> those conversations so often and it's so weird that you can't even uh, like have a... Um, um, agreement about the color of the light so everybody is so much on their own island that they don't want to like help each other and I think that's yeah. crazy weird because there's so much technology and it's so easy to link like that even data from a CDJ to the light guys there's so much info coming from that network cable from a CDJ for mm -hmm. the so much info from the track that's so usable for a light light person and it, it never happens and there's all these simple tech technological things that you can do that that, that don't hap don't happen, and that's why we're trying to do projects like this to make it more obvious what you can do with a combination with audio and light, for example. Cool, very cool. So you will make a video, or you film it, or no? Yeah, you have a friend sh shooting a video of the of the live set, but it's not a live stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really cool, though. Cool. Right. We are almost uh, hitting the two-hour mark, people. But uh, I see this one thing that could uh, um, could be a discussion for the next uh, <laughs> half hour. But I, I do want to bring it into the uh, conversation um, again from Synchrotron. <sighs> Where does your heart sit the most, in the studio or in the club? Hmm. Ah, <laughs> tricky one. I think Real I can't choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like to me, like the club thing is like a social translation of what's going on in the studio. Like, yeah, oh, that's smart. Very, that she, which is a very solipsistic uh, experience instead, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th I think the difference. Uh, I I couldn't. I I could never choose between the two to be honest and and with club i mean every uh encounter with a live audience so it doesn't necessarily to be, need to be a club or the clubbing uh experience but you know, performing live is very very immediate so you get like mm -hmm. an instant uh communication between uh, the performer and the audience and that it, that creates an energy that you that, that is very unique you can never get it anywhere uh -huh. else yeah okay. um and uh, in the studio, things are more or less non-real time. You have to think. You have time to think about things and to go back to uh, to things and uh, refine things. Uh, it's in, in other words, it's not immediate. It's a, it's a slowly building um, yeah. process. Yeah. Um, and both have their um, charms. You know, you can you can be in the studio and get uh, get really. Um, uh, detailed with uh, building something, you know, having building blocks and stack everything together, keep changing it and kind of um, sculpt things. Uh, mm -hmm. it, I, th I would say in the studio is is more sculpting, uh, a sculpting process, and uh, playing live is an instant. Um, 
um, event. It's an exchange. Like, yeah. It's an exchange. It's an event. It's a change. Yeah, exchange, yes. Mm. What do you think, Nat? Yeah. I think the same. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have like, I, I think if I really need to choose, you know, like in the end, then I would choose studio time because I'm yeah. like, my heart is always there. And, uh, but I really like the combination. I, I, yeah, it's, it's just a perfect combination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't choose really. Yeah, no. it's really. Um, yeah, me too. Mm. It's, it seems like the same thing, like a, like a both ends of the same thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Yes. What do you think? Um, is there anybody who has uh, um, something to ask us or any? interesting new subject I want to see your daylight uh, Nadia <laughs> it's peeking through the window sorry Vinny <laughs> oh sorry okay <laughs> no I thought uh, I mean we're all in the dark here you know <laughs> sun is <down>. oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing some sunlight is nice anyway um, um, yeah, I, I should do like this housekeeping a shout out that I do every week. Um, we have this Discord server where we have a growing community of uh, producers and uh, music enthusiasts. And um, we invite you to be there, to move there after this chat. Uh, because I'll be, I'll be there, maybe some of the other guests in, in this chat will be. Uh, so we can continue the party. It's um, it's called the Nob Twiddlers Hangout After. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, feel free to uh, to come by and um, and ha hang out some more. And um, I think, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a Friday, man, Albert. Really Me too. To <laughs> yeah. Shall we call it a night? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yep. Cool. Morning night. <laughs> yeah. Shall we call it a morning? Call it a morning. Back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Midday? <laughs> Noon? <laughs> okay, so thanks everybody for uh, for being here. Thanks for the people in the chat and uh, see you next time. Thank you, Joachim. See you ciao, soon. Ciao. Thank, ciao. Thank ciao. you. Bye. <laughs>